Hello, it's so good to have you with us here at Leadership for Sustainability. This is the podcast where we share our experience to help you draw on the best in human nature and work with the rest of nature so your sustainability initiatives deliver results and make a real difference in the world. I'm Osbert Lancaster, longtime sustainability coach, consultant and trainer and co-founder of Realize Earth. In previous episodes, I discussed how one-to-one conversations can be really helpful to engage colleagues with sustainability. In episode four, the focus was on practical tips to help you have informal conversations with any colleague. The aim there was simply to create the opportunity and to normalise talking about climate and sustainability at work. Then, in episode five, we got into how you can have conversations with directors and senior managers about sustainability. Here, the aim was to get them talking about sustainability so that you can follow up in ways that maximise the chance that they will actively support your work on sustainability in the organisation. In this episode, we shift from one-to-one conversations to group conversations, specifically how to run a workshop to inspire and involve colleagues with sustainability. You could run this workshop with a group of colleagues at any level. It could work with the board of directors, with all hands in a team or department, or with a green team. The primary purpose of the workshop is to generate interest and encourage involvement. But as a bonus, it also starts identifying sustainability issues the organisation could address, and it also generates ideas for action. The workshop is based around the 17 Global Goals for Sustainable Development, often referred to as the SDGs, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. There are many definitions and models of sustainability. For example, the Donut Economics Model, We run similar workshops using the donut, but I'll talk you through the SDG workshop because the SDGs are well known and need less explanation. I'll give you a quick overview of the structure of the workshop and then I'll go through it in detail. I'll also share a workshop schedule template you can download and adapt. I'll assume this is an in-person workshop, but you could adapt it for online or hybrid. And here's the overview of the workshop. After welcoming everybody and some introductions, you introduce the SDGs. People then look at the SDGs and choose some goals that they think are most relevant to the organisation. The next step is that they discuss with each other how your organisation could contribute to achieving the goals that they've selected. And the workshop finishes with everyone reflecting on what they've got from the event and what they might do next as a result. Before we get into the detail, let's have a quick look at what you need to set up and run the workshop. First of all, inviting people to the workshop. If possible, I suggest making a connection in your invitation to your organisation's existing commitments and what it's already doing, and explain that this is an opportunity to explore how the organisation can build on these. I also suggest briefly introducing the SDGs in the invitation, so that even if your initiative is focused on climate change, for example, people can see there are connections between climate and other aspects of what makes for a good life for everybody and for nature. You could comfortably run the workshop with between 5 and 30 participants. You could adapt it for a larger number, but it will likely take longer to deliver and perhaps you'll need additional facilitators. In terms of timing, the workshop can be run in an hour. 90 minutes would allow more time for discussion, especially with large numbers. It's important that the event feels welcoming and relaxed, so provide decent refreshments if you can. Have these available at the start and people can take them to the tables. There's no scheduled break. In terms of format, people will be working in groups. 
so ideally set up the venue cabaret style with a maximum of five people at each table. You'll be asking them to do things which require them to write stuff down, so they'll need flip chart paper or whiteboards and post-its and suitable pens. And crucially, you'll need printouts of the SDG goals. One set of 17 for every five participants. And here's an important tip. Use the infographic version of the goal, not the logo version. The infographic has lots of useful information to help stimulate conversation. And I'll make sure there's a link to that in the template schedule. And finally, either you or a colleague will need to lead the session. It doesn't need advanced facilitation skills. The most important thing to remember is that the purpose of the session is to create a safe space for participants to talk about what the SDGs mean to them and how they think SDGs are relevant to the organisation. So avoid the temptation to share your knowledge. Instead, ask open questions to draw out their ideas. Now, let's get into the detail of how to run the workshop. I'll take you through each stage and I'll explain some of the reasons why we do things in a particular way. You want to start the workshop by putting it in context and building connection. By context, I mean helping people understand why the workshop is relevant to them and the organisation. And by building connection, I mean building connections between the participants that go deeper than their job roles and that touch on the issues they care about as people, not just as professionals. You'll want to craft the welcome and the introductions so they feel right for your organisation. But here are my suggestions to get you started. Welcome everybody and introduce yourself. And then explain why you've organised this workshop. Something like this. We all know that climate change is happening and it's having a devastating effect on people and on nature. Businesses across the world are taking action to tackle climate change and help nature recover. We've organised this workshop to start working out what we can do and how our organisation can be a force for good in the world. Something like that. Obviously adapt it for your situation. And then you can move on to the introductions, saying something like this. We'll get cracking in a moment, but first let's introduce ourselves. Instead of the usual name, title and department, let's try something a bit different today. Take a moment to think about something that you, your team or the organisation does for people or for nature that you're proud of. Then we'll go round the room in turn and you can tell us your name and very briefly in just one sentence what it is that you're proud of. I'll start us off. I'm Osbert Lancaster and I'm proud that we volunteer to clear up the local nature reserve. Okay, that's how I suggest you get started. Go around the room inviting everybody to contribute. You're not looking for discussion at this point, and if anyone starts replying to someone else's introduction or someone talks for too long, politely ask them to hold on to that for now and explain there'll be plenty of opportunities for discussion in the rest of the workshop. There are two reasons I suggest doing introductions like this. The first is that it gets people thinking and speaking right at the start of the session. It signals there's something different about this workshop and it encourages them to pay closer attention. Also, speaking right at the start means people are much more confident about speaking in the rest of the workshop. I suspect you may be feeling a bit uncomfortable about asking what people are proud of. If you know that your organisation is already doing stuff that's relevant and you know people are pretty aware of it, I really encourage you to ask the question. But if you really think that your people will struggle to find things they are proud of, then here's an alternative question for introductions. Instead, ask people to think about people or organisations that they admire that are doing good things for nature and good things for people and to share an example. Right, 
You've introduced the workshop and everyone has introduced themselves. Now it's time for you to introduce the Sustainable Development Goals and start working on them. There's a three-minute video which does a great job of this. It's called We the People for the Global Goals. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I suggest that you just give a brief introduction and then let the video speak for itself. At this point, you could say something like this. When you introduced yourselves, you talked about lots of different ways we make a difference for people and nature. In this workshop, we'll be working with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The SDGs are 17 goals which were agreed by 191 countries in 2015 to tackle global environmental, social and economic challenges facing the entire world, rich and poor countries alike. Let's watch this short video for an introduction to the 17 goals. Obviously you should adapt that for your situation, but I really do encourage you to show the video rather than jump straight to the next section. That's because it helps make these rather abstract goals a bit more human and it makes it easier for people to connect with them emotionally and not just rationally. When you watch the video, you'll see why I think that. Now we move on to the next stage of the workshop. Here, participants choose some goals relevant to your organisation that they will work with in the rest of the workshop. Basically, the way it works is this. Hopefully, people are already sitting at tables with three to five people at each table. First, each table chooses three goals from the set of 17. Then you ask each table to tell the whole workshop which three they have chosen. You'll probably find a lot of commonality comes through and you'll end up with a list of maybe six or seven or eight SDGs from the whole group. And then you work with the participants to agree three goals that everybody will work with for the rest of the workshop. I'll not go through each stage of the process in detail here. You'll find that in the workshop template in the show notes. At this point, you and the participants have chosen three SDGs that you believe are most relevant to the organisation. The next stage is for each group of three or two four people to work with one of the chosen SDGs and to come up with connections between the SDG and the organisation. They then discuss these connections in their group and think about how the organisation might be helping or hindering the achievement of that goal and potential opportunities and risks for the organisation relating to that goal. In this stage, your main aim is to get people talking and thinking about the SDGs and seeing how they are relevant to the organisation and to their own interests and concerns. To give people confidence to do this, when you introduce the task, explain that although most people in the room aren't experts in the SDG topics, they all know a lot about the organisation and they are experts in their particular professional skills. Reassure them that this is about exploring potential connections that might well need further research. It's not about finding definitive answers right now, especially in the short time available. I'd like to take a moment just now to let you know about our next event. If you've been listening for a while, you'll know that most people are concerned about climate change and would like to make more sustainable choices in their lives. Despite this open door, most business sustainability initiatives fail to engage staff, and as a result, they miss their targets. The reason is that most initiatives don't pay enough attention to what genuinely motivates colleagues, nor do they recognise the barriers that hold back even the most highly motivated employees from taking action. On Wednesday the 22nd of May, join me and Jamie, the creator of the Most Sustainable Workplace Index, and learn how the index can help you tap into and unlock most employees' latent motivation to do the right thing for people and planet. 
You'll discover how the index can help you to gather hard evidence of what's working and what needs attention across locations and divisions and seniority levels. You'll identify the focus areas where the sustainability team, L&D, HR and so on should allocate time and resources to make the most progress. And you'll discover how you can demonstrate year-on-year -year progress with consistent and comparable data on sustainability culture. And you can use that for action planning, reporting, benchmarking and accreditation. Do join us on Wednesday the 22nd of May. You'll find the link in the show notes. You may be a bit concerned that people don't have enough knowledge of environmental and social issues to make the connections between the organisation and the SDGs. Our experience is that, yes, people sometimes miss something that you think is obvious, or they'll make a connection you think is a bit tenuous, but generally they'll come up with plenty of relevant connections. To make this section work well, it really helps to introduce it in a way which reminds people about the entire organisation, not just your operations, but also your supply chain and your customers and how they use your products and services, and if relevant, what happens to the product at the end of its useful life. You can also mention a few examples of connections between an activity and an SDG to spark people's thoughts, but don't go overboard on that. You want to create space for them to find those connections for themselves. Also, once the groups are actually working on that task, you should circulate, listen into the conversations, and give them encouragement on the stuff they're coming up with, and, if invited, suggest things that could spark new lines of inquiry for them. Again, you'll find details in the workshop template to help you organise and lead the session. At the end of the session, each group should have a sheet of flip chart paper with four columns. Column one will be a list of connections between the organisation and the SDG that they're working on. Column two will be the positive aspects of each co connection, how the organisation is helping towards the achievement of that goal and opportunities to do more. And column three will be negative aspects, how the organisation might be hindering achievement of that goal and potential risks to the organisation associated with it. Column four will be ideas for the next step that they could take. Column four will be ideas for the next step that could be taken to address each connection or to explore it more rigorously. And they will have identified on that list the three connections they believe are most important. Now it's time for each group to share their findings with the rest of the workshop. Again, look at the workshop template for how you can structure this, but essentially you'll be asking each group in turn to share the connections that they believe are most important. And not just the connection, but also to tell the rest of the workshop very briefly the positive and negative aspects and the possible next steps that they've identified. If you're running a 60-minute workshop, all you can really do in this stage is just get people to share what they've found with little, if any, discussion. With a 90-minute workshop, you can extend this stage and have more discussion. But in either case, the thing to remember is that this stage is about much more than simply identifying issues and next step. Most importantly, it's about affirming the work the groups have done and the connections they've found without being experts in the SDGs. And it's about affirming the good stuff the organisation is already doing and or the potential that exists to do more. And of course, it's about building people's interest in this agenda so that they're keen to lend their support and be involved. And now we come to the final stage. Here's where you hope to build on interest and energy that's been generated in the workshop and get people involved in the next steps. Exactly how you do this wrapping up and next steps phase will depend on the situation. 
For example, whether there's an existing sustainability initiative you want to get people involved with, or whether this is a new agenda for the organisation. You might need to play this by ear, depending on the level of energy and interest you've noticed during the workshop. But remember, this may be a very new topic for lots of people, and they may need time to reflect and process before making any kind of commitment. Here's what I suggest as a starting point, which you can adapt if needed. First, briefly remind them of the purpose of the workshop, in particular that it's exploratory and it's the start of a process. Then, thank everyone for their time and their contribution, and perhaps thank them for stepping out of their comfort zone to discuss these issues if that feels appropriate. Then explain what you will be doing next, including how you will use the ideas they've generated and how you will be following up with them, for example, invitations to future events or meetings, or how this will be on the agenda at a future team meeting or a board meeting. Finally, encourage everyone to think about what they are taking for the workshop and to share it with the group. We call this bit the closing round, and it can be really powerful. We use some variation of this at the end of almost every workshop we run, whatever the subject. I think it's worth going into this in a bit more detail just now to take you through how it works. You need to ask people a specific and clear open question and give them a bit of time to think and invite them each in turn to share their answer with the whole group. There's no discussion at this stage. Everyone just listens. And then you simply say thank you and goodbye. The benefit of this closing round is that it allows everyone to hear from everyone else and you get a really powerful insight into where everyone is at and this can be really helpful in planning your next steps. For this to work well, you need to ask a specific, clear and open question that gives people scope to reply from the heart without forcing them to reveal more than they feel comfortable with. Here's an example of a question, in fact a double question, that would probably work well here. Here it is. So, at the end of the workshop, how are you feeling and what might you do next? And you can help them respond by reframing the task a little bit like this. Take a few moments to think about how this discussion has made you feel and what, if anything, you want to do as a result. And when they've had a few moments to think, say to them, Now, in turn, I invite you each to share with the group like this. I'm feeling X and I'm going to X. Although people may not be used to doing this, in our experience, people are very happy to do it. Generally, the responses range from the cautious, for example, I'm feeling curious and I'm going to think about it, to the enthusiastic. I'm feeling inspired and I'm going to run this workshop with my team, and everything in between. Before we close, I want to share a variation of the workshop that is really useful if your organisation is a social enterprise or NGO that is strongly focused on a specific issue, say gender equality or education. In this case, remove the SDG card that is most closely related to your mission from the pack. Then change the instructions slightly so that the tasks are all focused on the connections between the mission of your organisation and the SDGs. Say your organisation's mission centres on the provision of clean water in rural communities. Remove the card for SDG 6, Clean Water and Sanitation, from the pack. Then, in the workshop, ask participants to look for connections between the other SDGs and clean water. You and the participants will undoubtedly know many of the connections already, but the process is likely to identify other ones. 
as well as helping the organisation demonstrate how it's contributing to the Sustainable Development Goals. These connections may also help to develop new services, demonstrate impact and attract new sources of funding and new sponsors. There you have it. That's how you can run a sustainability workshop with your colleagues. Here's a reminder of the structure I've just taken you through. After welcomes and introductions, you give a brief introduction to the SDGs. People then look at the SDGs and choose some goals that they think are most relevant to the organisation. And the next step is that they then discuss with each other how the organisation could contribute to achieving the goals that they've chosen. And the workshop finishes with everyone reflecting on what they've got from the event and what they might do next. You'll find more guidance, including a template workshop schedule that you can adapt in the show notes at realize.earth106. That's realize with an S. Do let us know how you get on. See the show notes for details of how to get in touch. And if you found this useful, please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Osbert Lancaster, and I hope this episode of Leadership for Sustainability will help you lead on sustainability in your organisation. You'll find additional resources, masterclasses, and programs on our website at realize.earth. That's realize with an S. What you're doing is so important now more than ever. Keep up the good work and be sure to look after yourself. Bye for now. <laughs>